I am Danika. And I am Myra. And this is the Black Women Healing Podcast. A space to discuss mental wellness. A space to dive into soul care and vulnerability. Here, we will support you on your journey as you focus on your healing. While also giving you the work along the way. Welcome to Black Women Healing Podcast. Hey, y'all. We're back with another episode of Black Women Healing Podcast. And today's episode, as all of them, are super important and special. So just to give you a small gist before we get into our random topic, we're going to be talking about sickle cell. So just go ahead and let that slather on your brains while we discuss this random topic. So random topic. Let me think. Um, I got one. Okay, come on. Come on with it. <laughs> so as y'all know, we always uh, engage in a random discussion. And so I was thinking if you could reflect on cartoons that you used to watch when you were young that you sometimes revisit as an adult. What is that cartoon, if there is one? Hmm, that's a good one. Um, What's wild is, like, I think about the cartoons, but I don't really, I mean, I don't know the platforms to find them, and I guess I could YouTube, but I'm thinking, like, Hey Arnold. Um, Hulu. It's on Hulu? I don't. Yeah, I love Hey Arnold, so I watch it on Hulu, yep. I'm a little spoiled. I'm not going to lie. I don't like commercials and I don't pay for the Hulu I have. So I can't really tell the person who pays for it to get the other one that doesn't have the commercials. So, um, but it's nice to know. But Hey Arnold is one that like pops in my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, Proud Family. I do watch that on Disney. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out to another friend who lets me borrow their Disney. Uh, <laughs> it's playing right now. Shyla's watching it. <laughs> Uh, but so I think those two are like the top like cartoons oh cat dog do y'all remember that show cat dog yes yeah I was a Nickelodeon kid more than like a, a network or even Disney like so but what about you I love Daria and so not a lot of people know who that is or what that is but I love Daria oftentimes people say I'm like Daria so I still kind of watch that here and there um and I love Hey Arnold too so I still kind of watch Hey Arnold here and there what about you Katura? um for me um it's always been a proud family you just you know being African-American I think that we can relate to a lot of the topics so growing up for me it was nice to see myself in that type of view yeah nice yes absolutely so thanks for that random topic Myra I think that's a good one we hope you can <laughs> reflect over there on the cartoons that you grew up with and maybe you still watch today um so going into this introduction today's guest is katora uh, she's a 31 year old boy mom to her seven-year-old son his name is pronounced amaris right amaris amaris see we get names right amaris um, <laughs> she was born in new york and moved to florida when she was 15 and has been there since Kator has Kator was diagnosed with SS sickle cell anemia disease at newborn screening and didn't have her first crisis until four years old. She started to advocate for sickle cell in 2015 when she found out she was pregnant. She would research how to handle pregnancy while living with sickle cell or holistic living for people with sickle cell and nothing would really pop up. So she decided to join YouTube and pick up her camera. Fast forward to 2022, where she gives advice and tips on how to live a holistic lifestyle. Katura also shares tips on what she has done to keep in good spirits, mentally and physically. Many as what she does and how she is able to travel, homeschool her son, and still juggle her lifestyle 
all while staying out of the hospital. She takes pride in being authentic, transparent, funny, and stylish while trying to carve out a space for people living with an invisible illness such as sickle cell. So welcome, Couture. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you guys for having me. Yeah, so let's get right into it because a lot of folks, including myself, don't really know what sickle cell is and what this is like living with it. So can you just give us a definition of sickle cell? Okay, so excuse me if I look down every once in a while, I kind of wrote it down. I want it to be like, you know, beginner friendly started. So it's an inherited disease, um, a disease of the red blood cells in which the cells are um, basically a cell shape. Um, a half crescent moon would best describe it. And once the cells get stuck together because they tend to be sicky, um, that's where you get what we consider a pain crisis. So it's like excruciating pain anywhere. And as you can imagine, blood travels everywhere. You know, you have millions of cells going through you. Ours tend to die out really quickly. Um, so we get in these really bad pain crisis that can end up lasting from six months to years for some people. Thank you for sharing that, Katura. We were curious if, from what you maybe read, conversations you had, what you've heard, if there's been a linkage of higher diagnosis in Black women in sickle cell, and if so, why do you think this may be the case? So I did some research because I did have people ask me questions, um, just not knowing really the background behind sickle cell. And although there's not too much proven study. It is known from an article that I read off of Frontier, so you can go back if you want to do your own research stating that in pediatrics, boys tend to have um, a higher risk with sickle cell versus girls. So that's the studies right now being shown, but right now it has nothing to do with kind of boys versus girl. It's more of like an inheritance. So when your family has the trait and how you handle it, you know, I hate to say it, but women are kind of better at handling, you know, going to the doctors, getting checked up and being informed versus men. I had a question. I don't know if you might have an answer to this, but you mentioned that um, you were diagnosed at your newborn screening. Correct. Kids get tested for it when they're first born. And how does that work? Do you know? So how it works is back in the days, um, I was born in the 90s, but prior to that 80s, 90s, our parents didn't really know anything about sickle cell. So now fast forward, um, you know, you can now get a newborn screening. So what that is, is as soon as your child is born, they can, you know, test your child, prick them and see what ailments they have. Or if you wanted to know ahead of time, um, which is something I did when I got married um, and I didn't want my son to be born with sickle cell, I basically um, knew, you know, my status. I didn't know my husband's status. So he got tested to see if he had the trait or sickle cell and he didn't which made me feel better because if two people have the trait, then there's a 50% chance to 100% chance that your child can have sickle cell. Thank you for sharing that because my partner does have a sickle cell trait. And so I've been tested for it. I know I didn't have it, but we have a kid together, but it's all a blur on if she got tested for it. So thank you for sharing that. I feel like that's important for other folks to know too. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. No, that is so interesting. And I was also in, you know, if you don't feel comfortable, it's, it's completely fine. But you talked about this first crisis when you were four years old. And so mm -hmm. I was just wondering, like, what were those things that happened for, like, it to be a crisis? Because it sounds like, you know, from newborn to four, you was, like, kind of just operating as a, a regular toddler, right? Right, yeah. So, um, and that's typical for almost, and most, um, we call them sicklers or warriors. 
but we don't really catch our first episode until three or four. Um, why that is, I don't know, but what that feels like to us is more excruciating um, as a child, only because the older you get, you kind of get used to your body feeling a certain way. But when you're younger, you know, it's just excruciating pain, you're rushed to the hospital, the most they can do for you, especially at my time, was, you know, hydrating us, um, giving us antibiotics, which at that time were really painful. They would like just shoot it in your legs and your arms. Um, and a lot of times giving you a blood transfusion because, you know, your cells are dying off. And at the end of the day, you're not getting oxygen in your body. So being hooked onto oxygen and having a blood transfusion is what I experienced um, in my earlier stages in being in pediatrics. And then the weather had a lot to do with it as well. I was living in New York and winter was the worst time for me. I would be sick often during the winter. So that's when that happened. I remember it was December and I had to spend Christmas um, when I was four in the hospital. I often hear a lot about the weather playing a role. What exactly like happens there? Um, so what it is is that we can't be in the cold, right? Cold water, um, cold showers, anything like that. It's just a no for us, cold weather. A lot of the times, um, if it's raining or it's fall, our knees will start to hurt, our body will start to ache. So for me, um, the best thing that I ever did personally was move to Florida. I realized that I started to be healthier um, and my body just didn't hurt that much. I really feel like, I don't know what it is about the heat, but it really just does our body good. I know for a fact, cold, we have to stay away from. I remember going to a sickle cell camp and the pool would be heated and they would take us out and, um, put us in a french fry, like a big heated thing they call a french fry immediately because we were not allowed to be cold because it would cause our cells to get sticky and um, that would, you know, lead to the crisis. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Thank you so much for sharing that personal story. I guess I'm just wondering, because, you know, I mean, it sounds like a lot, right? And so yeah. once that happens, like like you said, once they the cells become sickly, how long does it typically take to recover from that so typically um like I tell my viewers um I think everyone's body is different I think there's levels to sickle cell some are worse off than others um but sometimes it can last for a week a month years for me it tends to last a couple of days I will honestly say like if I'm not feeling good right now I won't feel good for maybe two days um and I guess we'll get into that but my feeling good can be different like Back in the days, they would say, and I know if you go to the hospital now on a level of one to 10, what's your pain rate, right? So five to me is what I consider a good day. Um, anything other than that is horrible. Like I'm in bed, I can't move. It's just a mess. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for giving us insight. And again, thank you for being here. This is no such a, a needed topic to speak about. I just, I feel like even you, Myra, talking about your partner dealing with sickle cell, have no, I had no idea. And I know it's not something that you just come up and like, hey, my name is this and I have sickle cell, but you just don't hear about the experiences as much, you know? He doesn't have sickle cell. He just has the trait. So the carrier oh. trait. So he doesn't have the actual diagnosis, but his mom just had some concern around it. So that's why she let me know, like, just making sure that, you know, like, and so I had to do like my own little research. And that's why um, Katura was saying, like, if you're the carrier and then your partner is a carrier, then your child might have it. Okay. Because so I'm not a carrier and he is, then my child probably wouldn't have it, but you still want to test for that. Okay. Okay. 
learning a lot y'all um <laughs> so Katura, what are some tips advice you would give young women or people in general just trying to learn how to navigate life with sickle cell so the tips that I would give young women and that I tend to give young women is just to learn your body right and I know a lot of people say that learn your body self-love but it's honestly the truth um to be in tune and know what I like to say quote-unquote quotation marks a good day is because with sickle cell there is no sense of normalcy whatsoever we live through pain 24 7 but I think, like I said before, the older you get, you learn how to handle it. You learn like, okay, today I need to rest. I need to be on my heating pad. I need to spray, you know, creams and I need to soak in Epsom salt, you know, find a routine that works for you. Um, because I think that, not think, but I know that sickle cell not only plays a part physically, but mentally. So mentally, you want to make sure you're in a good state as well. So, you know, just finding what works for you, sticking with that, knowing a routine and, um, you know, going to get checkup and doing research. A lot of people have, you know, stumbled on my YouTube and asked a holistic approach and, you know, eating good foods and just, you know, interjecting those things into your life, I think helps women and myself. Uh, I appreciate that. What are some tips that you found to be useful for yourself just to stay in good spirits as far as like mentally and physically? So to keep me in good spirits mentally and physically, um, I do yoga and it's something that I was like, I don't know how to do it. I'm not going to do it. I cannot sit there for five minutes and just be at peace. So I really took baby steps, right? I think we put a lot of pressure on ourselves like, oh my God, I have to sit there for 10 minutes. Listen, start slow. Five minutes, I'm going to sit down. I'm going to stretch, you know, in the morning to get my body ready. Because at the end of the day, having sickle cell, your body really takes a whooping. Um... Staying in good spirits means, you know, journaling, um, writing how I feel today. Today was a good day. Today was a bad day. And then I can look back and, you know, mentally see where I was two weeks ago compared to now. So I think journaling has helped me reading positive books, self-help books, you know, watching shows, anything that's good. I try to pour into myself and I don't know if anyone's spiritual, but I know for me, God has played a key importance in my life. So playing Christian music, having that playlist, even if you're not spiritual, you know, having a good R&B playlist, do things that bring comfort to you. Yes, I appreciate that. Uh, what are some ways you communicate to new people in your life slash friends what it's like to have sickle cell? And can you share this, what that experience has been like? Okay, so um, in sharing, you know, with my friends, um, even <laughs> ex-lovers, you know, having to let them know I have sickle cell, for me, back in the days, it would be really hard just because I was very timid and I wanted to keep things close to my heart. And I didn't want it to be looked as a can't do. They always think that people who say they have sickle cell, like we use it as a crutch, right? We use it as an excuse. We're tired all the time or we're drug seekers. So for me, um, I just make sure that I'm comfortable around that person. So I study who I'm around. I'm not going to tell them off the bat, but I make sure that I'm comfortable with them. And then I'll let them know like, hey, I have sickle cell. And then I'll ask them, do they know what sickle cell is? If they don't, that's when I take the time to inform them and let them know how it affects me personally. Um, and then I tell them, you know, like things to look out for, you know, like, so I remember when I was in college, I had a group of friends around me and I didn't tell them I had sickle cell at the time. Um, I think I had mentioned it, but I didn't go in depth. And I ended up getting sick right after the club. And they rushed me to the hospital. And it was at the hospital where they had that conversation, like, why didn't you tell me? So 
that was the big thing to let me know. Like you have to tell people around you because they end up being what I call your village, right? That friend that you can call to take you to the hospital. When it comes to, you know, a spouse, um, I think it's really important to let them know ahead of time because you want to know, hey, this is what I have. It's never going to change because it's a disease, but can you handle it? Because I've learned to handle it. But on days where I can't get up or, you know, you planned a date night and now we have to cancel last minute. Can you handle that? You know what I mean? And you're giving them the option right away, whether they can stay in your life or not. And I feel like a lot of people um, actually appreciate it more than what I thought they would be scared of it. Yeah, I can see how that could be super helpful. I could also see for you how maybe sometimes that could be draining to like continuously yeah. like have to explain um to new people or just even friends because I, I would think too that even once you explain it sometimes you may have to even re-explain it sometimes right oh yeah absolutely um you have to re-explain it and sometimes like I I mean I I we call it uh, sickle cell and invisible illness excuse me so I look completely fine to you guys right now but little do you know I have a heating pad right behind me because my back is killing me right so I look fine to anyone else but to my friends you know who say hey can we go out and I'm like I can't and they think it's like just an excuse I'm using I have to explain to them why so yes it can be draining because sometimes they don't understand like they called and they text me and today's not a day where I want to talk to you so you might not hear from me for three days maybe even a week and that doesn't mean I'm a bad friend so you know elaborating and explaining that to them what my time means to me mentally you know, or even a spouse as well. Like, you know, today I might not be in the best mood and it's because my legs are, ache, you know, they're aching right now. So at times it can be draining. And I think that's why it's key who you have in your life and giving people the option like, hey, you know what? I don't want a friend who's going to be in the hospital or who's not going to talk to me all the time. They have those options. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, so you kind of talked on this a little bit, but just how how has this diagnosis played a role in your mental health um so okay I wrote it down because I think it's really important and I wanted everyone to know as far as mental health um like many I have my good days and bad days um but the good days outweigh the bad days so I never complain and that's a song that if anyone wants to listen to by Reverend Paul Jones and it keeps me in good spirits right there's a lot that I could complain about if I wanted to but I have so much good I could be worse. And that's what keeps me in good spirits, knowing that, hey, you know what? Today's a bad day. I'm drained. I'm tired. I have my son who's running around. I'm in pain. I really want to cry inside, but it could be worse. So I think knowing that, you know, and being able to pray to God and playing my Christian music and lighting a candle and doing those things that make me feel better mentally helps me. Thank you for sharing that. And I love that song. Now you make me want to listen to it. As we wrap up, we always ask folks if they have like a takeaway they want to share for our listeners. But before that, I want to thank you because I found you on YouTube and we were trying to do this series called Medical Journeys. And we've been searching for somebody to talk about sickle cell for like almost two years now oh and so I to thank you for the work that you're doing because it's needed but anyway take away <laughs> for our listeners thank you so much for reaching out to me it meant a lot it lets me know that what I'm doing is you know needed and I'm doing a good job because sometimes you don't always feel that when you see there's not the views that you are expected to get so it does make me feel good and I appreciate you guys for having this platform
Of course. So takeaways can literally be like anything. It could be a quote. It could be whatever tips, whatever you want to share, a song, whatever. So do you have any takeaways for us? So my takeaway is kind of what I stated um, in the last question. It's just, you know, with so much going on in this world, a lot of times there are days where you're like, you have that day where it's like, why me? You feel like everything is on your, your back, your shoulders, but just look at it as it could be worse. Yeah, I have bills that are past due, but I have a house that I'm living in. You know what I mean? Having that attitude and referring back to that song by Reverend Paul Jones and um, self-care. I am a self-care baby, okay? I don't care if I have to go to the dollar store and get me a face mask or go to Sephora and get a face mask. Whatever is in your budget, love on you hard. You know, whether it's, you know what, I can't afford to go out tonight, but I'm going to have some juice in a wine glass and I'm going to lay down and have my candle because that's what makes me feel good, as good as I can get. So that would be my takeaway to listeners. Love on yourself hard and just always think positive. It really does get you out of hard times when you think you can't get out of it at that moment. Yes, thank you for sharing that. Danica, were you going to say something? No, I really just appreciate this episode. Um, like, like Myra said earlier, like this is just super important. And I know that anybody who listens to this episode at the very least is going to learn something new and I mean I don't know about you all but I feel inspired to a lot of the things you're saying it's just like you know keep going keep going thank you yeah keep on pushing yeah this has been another episode of Black Women Healing Podcast uh, we had a special guest Katura thank we thank you so much Katura is there anything mm-hmm. you want to wrap up and say Oh, no, I just want to say thank you to all of our listeners. And if you like what you heard, you can always follow me on my YouTube at Katura Bay. And once again, ladies, thank you for having this platform. And I look forward to more of your journeys throughout. So the episode was super cool, y'all. Like we, we coming at y'all continuously with these medical episodes. We hope y'all enjoy them. I mean, the listens on those episodes do really well. Um, so we hope y'all enjoy it learning about sickle cell I mean show I mean if anything I hope this helps you show up for people in your life better who maybe have this condition be more open-minded of even people you're just meeting and we don't know what people are struggling with like the fact that this is called an invisible disease is wild Um, because I don't I literally don't know nobody who has it but I'm pretty sure people around me do so that's my takeaway yeah yeah I know three people that have it so it feels good to have more conversations around this but random and side note I watched a sermon this morning by Sarah Jakes Roberts and it's just on my heart to share something that you know I got from it which was we have to open our hearts by letting go of what has to be and take with that what you will but I don't know it's something about that message that I'm really enjoying so say it again Myra say it again we open our hearts by letting go of what has to be I love that. Yeah, I love, I love her. I love her. My client texted me. He was like, can you watch this this morning so we could talk about it? And I rolled out a bit and something <laughs> told me to watch it. And I was crying happy tears. Like everything she was saying was so good and it really resonated with me. And I watch her clips all the time, but this morning it hit a lot different. So yeah, that's all I got. All right, y'all. We'll see you all next Monday. See ya. 
So y'all, we have to shout out our friends over at Fiverr. We are officially a Fiverr affiliate. And I love Fiverr because you can literally go to them for any type of project you might wanna work on, whether it be if you need a new logo, you need help with the resume, you need help with social media, they help you over there. So go ahead and check out our friends over at Fiverr. That's five E-R-R. So five with two R's at the end. So go ahead and check them out with the link in our bio and tell them that we sent you.